I'm Aton, and this is the market on the Night 320 player. There is one month left of the transfer window. There is eight days left, nine days left until City play they, their first league game. The preseason tour is done. The next friendly, if you want to call it a friendly, is Arsenal in the Charity Shield on Sunday. Joining me to have a look at where we are, where we're going, where we could end up, I've got Mr. Lloyd Scrag. Morning, mate. Afternoon, morning. How are we? Uh, yeah, pretty good. How are you? Mm, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I feel as though this podcast has been rather sprung upon us. Um, well, um, I think we've been we've been a bit um, reticent to do to- super regular markets this summer, haven't we? Just because not much has happened. Like, there's yep. been a lot of there's been a lot of noise about outgoings. Um, but even then, not much has happened. And then, you know, the Gavardios story has really, really rumbled on. But it does finally feel like we are approaching a crescendo on that. I think the news over the last 48 hours has definitely, um, my confidence levels have definitely changed on, on that one getting done. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I ex- I'm doing this podcast um, on the basis that Gavardios is done. Uh, even if it's not been announced, so that we can kind of move a little bit forward from that and begin to uh, to focus on on other things. Uh, but also, I just think you know we'll we'll get to it later. But I think me and you probably have a much uh, more um, a much more confidence that City are going to do more business outside of Guardiola than we did forty eight hours ago. I think that's fair to say, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Obviously, we've been linked with uh, Jeremy Doku and with uh, with Elise. Um, so those are two names that are in the hat. Uh, I think that there is also a sense that City are looking at both wingers and at centre midfield players. Uh, I think there's also a little bit un- a little bit of uncertainty still around Kyle Walker and his future, um, and so that would also be something that would that would need to be addressed and it sounds like they will address were he to go. So there's, there's when Guardiola said uh, on the tour that many, many things could happen between now and the end of the transfer window. I think a lot of people took that as a little bit of hot air. Um, and I was a little bit unsure about what he meant, but I, I understand a little bit better now that I think he probably feels that there's a lot of moving pieces right now that, could end up with City doing business, both incomings and outgoings. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, before we before we get into that, I want to start by talking about the young kids who went on the tour, particularly um, McAtee, Palmer, and Bob. Now, James McAtee did, I've uh, seen some quotes from him since he came home from the tour, where it seemed he seemed to intimate that it wasn't clear whether he was staying at City this season or whether he was going to be loaned out again. Um, so a couple of questions for you. Firstly, just on a personal level, are you surprised by that? Do you think did you think that there would be a little bit more certainty around his future by now? And the second question is um, where you think how he did in, how he did on the tour and where he could or couldn't be an option for City? So first question, yeah, I have to to admit, I was a bit surprised about that. I would have thought 
particularly with him coming back from a loan, I would have thought there'd have been a conversation about this is what we see you doing this season in terms of if he's going to stay and the kind of role that he'll play. Now, I imagine the reason it probably hasn't been set out in as clear a terms is, as you alluded to, and as we all know, there's still a lot of uncertainty around players going out. Um, and I'm sure, you know, whilst with every passing day that goes, our confidence on Bernardo staying increases, I would imagine those two would be linked. Um, so, for example, if Bernardo, for whatever reason, did leave before the end of August, I think it's very unlikely that City would let McAtee go online, um, even though they're obviously very different in terms of, you know, proven quality. Um, I kind of expected him to play a bit more on the right wing. Um mainly because that's where he played for Sheffield. And I know that he played centrally for City's youth teams. And when he had played a little bit for the first team before he'd come on on the right wing, I thought we'd just, you know, see a bit of a kind of Foden uh, progression. But actually, most of his minutes were in central midfield, weren't they, in the preseason tour? Yes. Which I think is interesting. Um, I mean, you, you know, I think there's also an element of we don't have many players there at the moment because De Bruyne didn't kick a ball in in any of the games. Um, Lewis obviously played quite a lot there. Um, and so there could be an element of filling. And I think there's probably still a good chance if he was to play, you know, a, a really serious game for us, he might play on the wing. But definitely more of a nod to him being um, included as a central midfielder, which I think is, you know, I think that's exciting. And it does kind of flow from Foden having had a lot more minutes in that position as well. Um, So, yeah, um, I thought he'd be kind of a right wing option that might, you know, play as a fifth or sixth choice in centre mid. But um, maybe it'd be a bit more balanced than that if once we get into the season, if he's still here. How far off? So, you know, Obviously, in the in the heat of the moment when when these games happen and and these tours happen, we all get very giddy about kids because we like to do that. Um, but in terms of the kind of cold light a day of the season starting in a week, uh, where would you put McAtee in the pecking order? Is he somebody, for example, that you feel could be relied on as one of the real number eight options? And I guess what I mean by real number eight options, and this is probably a distinction that we should use for the whole podcast is for me when i talk about a real option what i talk about is the idea not the carabao cups and and the fa cups and the last 15 20 minutes of of games that were four or five nil up in i'm talking about let's say there's an injury and you are playing five premier league games without a midfielder and you've got a choice. You move Bernardo Silva from the right wing in the centre midfield, and then you put a kid on the right wing, or you play McAtee in the middle. Do you think that he's a real choice in that sense? I think if it came down to it, I would have thought Pep would move Bernardo back and play him out wide, just because that's what most of our time watching Guardiola has kind of gone. But there's been a bit of, I'd say there's been a bit of a sea change since Phil's come back into midfield a bit more and since his insistence on using Bernardo out wide for tactical reasons in big games, that maybe it's not as cut and dry as it was. But I would say like, you know, prior to, I don't know, January, 
of this year, I'd have said 100%, you know, I'd have thought McAtee would play out wide and Bernardo would come back. I mean, my, my sense of him for this season was that he would take Palmer's position in the squad and would try and push for, you know, a lot more minutes than what Palmer ended up getting last season and that he would be, you know, ostensibly like the fourth option in um, as a number eight because we didn't actually have that last season because we only had we only had Gundo, Kev and Bernardo really who played there. You know, Phil played there a little bit at the end of the season, but ostensibly we only had three. And I think, you know, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I do think we've been missing an extra player in that position, particularly when you consider now De Bruyne has had this injury and he is he is 31. So I would have thought McAtee would be like that kind of like fourth choice behind De Bruyne, behind Foden, behind Kovacic, but still with an idea of him playing quite a lot of minutes. But I would say for his pre-season, he... he for me, he was very. It was very, like six and a half out of ten. Um, mm. Didn't really, didn't really catch the eye too much. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing playing in that position for Pep, because I think you and Steve did a podcast where you were talking about and Howard, where it's like, what does Pep value in those kind of um, in those kind of games? And I think there is a lot of like, you don't really want to be seen too much, tick it over. But equally, I don't think he did anything really to push his case forward massively. Whereas I thought, for example, like in the first very first game, Bob looked really dangerous and looked at like a slightly different level. Um, so hard to judge. I, I think it, I think it's quite difficult to know where McAtee's going to fit in after the preseason tour. I feel like I had more clarity prior. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, um, I, I have the sense that they end up not keeping him in that I have the sense that he ends up back out on loan again. And the only reason I say that is because I think that you, I think you can see for him having had a taste of first team football all of last season, I think it will be very difficult for him to come and sit on the bench at city and only get cup game minutes. Um, and I don't think that he did enough to make enough of an impression for Guardiola to go no okay he's in the so the distinction that I would make without wanting to sound harsh is I feel as though Rico Lewis is a fella who Guardiola will have absolutely no problem picking in a game of any magnitude that if push comes to shove and he's got he's got injuries or he's got whatever he's got an issue Rico Lewis is just getting picked. And I think that where where I make a distinction is, does the kid get picked or does Pep do a thing where he goes, well, you know what? I can move one of the, because we have so many versatile senior players that it becomes a question of, do you pick the kid or do you move one of the versatile senior players into the position where you've lost a player? And I think with Rico, you can feel that Rico will get picked. I fear with McAtee, it's still a little bit be a case of, so for example, McAtee's going to be behind all the centre midfield players including Kovacic, including Bernardo, if it means playing somebody else on the wing, including Foden, including KDB. Now, people might look at, look at that and go, yeah, that's fine. And it is fine. But I think from his point of view, he might go, well, I'd rather go and play somewhere. And you would think that there would be a lot of suitors for him, no? Oh, there'd be loads. I think, 
I think quite a few of the City journalists said that they've turned down over, or they had turned down over 15 approaches for him mm. prior to pre-season. So, you know, he he was brilliant last year at Sheffield United. And if you ask any of their fans whether they think he's good enough to play in the Premier League, they all say like 100%. Now, whether he's good enough to start for City, well, we all know that that's a huge leap. Um, I guess my, I, I'm kind of with you, you know, uh, a little bit. I I think there's actually a decent chance he might go on loan now, which I would not have said prior to pre-season. Shame. But I don't think they can loan both him and Palmer because I feel like they need to, from a squad perspective, they would need one of those two to hang around. Because I think Bob is a slightly different sense in that yes. he, is a, he is literally an academy player that hasn't played before. Whereas, depending on what goes on with the right wing um, situation, uh, I think one of McAtee or Palmer would need to stay because I think we would actually genuinely use one of them significantly. Um, but again, I'd have said prior to pre-season, Palmer's definitely going on loan. Now, he's been injured a little bit, which is actually something I think we've maybe not spoken about with Palmer. He does seem to pick up quite a, a lot. lot a lot of low-key like muscular injuries, which is yep. not, not good for him. But he's still here. Um, and How do you think he did? Yeah, I'm going to say what I said on the first podcast when we spoke after about um, the game against Yokohama. I think not great. Like I think Bob looked better. Uh, not bad, but I think really, you know, he, start, he started those, I think he started two games. He definitely started the first game. And, you know, that's a nod of, you know, from Pep that you're the more senior guy in this position, which he is. And I think, like I said on the podcast, like what impressed me so much about that Premier League game where Palmer started against Everton was that he just fit like a glove, so seamless, kept sterling out the team. And you were like, oh my God, this guy could be a genuine option in the league. Knitted everything together, players a false nine, dropped in just look like to the man of born. Now, I think in a lot of his performances since, and a lot of this after, is after his big injury, I think he's looked like he's forcing it quite a lot um, and he's trying a bit too hard to impress. Um, so, and I think that's that's been the case, you know, quite broadly recently. So he didn't really impress me that much either, but he will be much more of a known entity to the coaching staff than McAtee will. So... I, yeah, I don't think both of them will go, but I don't know right now which one of them will stay uh, or, or go, to be honest. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.